Thank you for listening to the Sandals Church Podcast. Today's episode is part of our Real Spirituality content series, conversations on the reality of the unknown, how spirituality impacts us all, and what the Bible has to say about it. We hope you enjoy this episode. He would actually read to her from his satanic children's handbook. Forces in our world that are unseen, that are not good. She's like, you don't see it. I go, no, I, I, I don't. And she's like, it's a big spider web and there's a spider hanging from it. Hey, what's up fam? I'm Adam Atchison here with my, my friend and colleague Aurelio Melendrez and uh, this is a continuation of our series, A Real Spirituality, where we're just having some authentic conversations about uh, spiritual matters that are prevalent, experiences that people have. Um, a lot of this is just sharing some of our own stories of, of experiencing spiritual things and and really uh, talking about how uh, the Christian uh, faith and, and narrative uh, has a, a resource uh, to explain some of these things. And so we'd love for you as you're thinking about your own spiritual experiences uh, that, that you would just consider with us that, uh, that the Christian uh, story and, and what we believe uh, has a way to not only explain some of what we experience that is, that is funky, that's paranormal, that's you know, just can't be explained with normal sorts of everyday categories, uh, but also provides a way forward, provides a, a, a resource for um, uh, for understanding that and moving forward in a way that's safe and, and healthy and good and life-giving. And so you have a, a really profound story that I happen to actually be a part of this one. And um, and so why don't you tell uh, tell a little bit of that story and we'll go yeah, from there. Yeah, um, so I had, a, I had a good friend reach out to me. So he and his wife, foster kids, foster adopt. Mm -hmm. And so they had a daughter that they adopted at about two to three hours right after birth. Mm -hmm. So they had a few of the other siblings already. So adopted this young girl, raised her in the house for a few years. And then uh, my, my buddy reached out to me and said, hey, you know, my, my wife and I have been kind of talking through some, just some concerns and some thoughts mm -hmm. that we have. They actually adopted her from a family that were satanic. Uh, worshippers, members of the occult, and that, uh, and if you remember, her 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 name was was B for Beelzebub, mm -hmm. and so when Mom would take now Hope to visit mm. um, visit with uh, biological father, he would actually read to her from his satanic children's handbook, and the mom just told me I remember how uncomfortable it was, how mm. difficult it was, just what a what a, like, what a dark, heavy spirit it used to feel, like leave her feelings sure. when she would leave those visits. Yeah. And so they shared it, got, got sent over to, to us. So I, I talked to them and they just said, hey, would you, would you be willing to pray mm. over her and with us? Mm. Because she, she wasn't really talking or engaging or connecting with the other kids in mm. the house. And they just said there was something heavy mm. about her. So... Um, would you guys engage? And so we reached out and we ended up talking to them that one evening mm. uh, over the phone. And so you and I and, and Pastor Andrew Bogenwright mm. prayed for them over the phone, just you know, really being strong and you know, binding the enemy and, and asking you know, for God's help and, and freeing her of whatever mm. had that hold on her. And so we got off the phone and my wife and, and kids were outside, so we hung up. I went outside and hung out with the family. And the next morning, I think that was on like a Tuesday, and the mm. next morning, I just remember our house felt really heavy. Mm. 
and couldn't really explain it. Um, Thursday rolled around. I remember my wife just going, it, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just not feeling great. Mm. And I go, oh, maybe it's COVID. Like, we've been in the house now for a few days. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. She goes, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Mm. It's just this sense of, like, sadness or something I got going on. Mm. And so Thursday, we go to bed. And so I sleep with the window open. And Thursday morning, I remember it was about 4.30, 5 o'clock, um, my wife jumps out of bed and says, you need to close the window before it comes inside. And I kind of wake up. I'm like, I kind of look at her. I go, what, what before what comes inside? She says, you don't see that spider web on the window. And I said, no, like we have screens. And so she gets out of bed and runs around to my side. And what I notice when I look over is that now both windows are open and the curtain is pushed all the way back. It, it felt like something out of a movie. And I just, the left window doesn't open because it has an old slide bolt lock. The house is 100 years old. Mm. It doesn't open. The right side opens, but both of them were wide open. Mm. And so Erica runs to the window and she's, she's looking out. She's like, you don't see it. And I go, no, I, I, I don't. Mm. And she's like, it's a big spider web and there's a spider hanging from it. Mm. And I remember at one point kind of, like, are you awake? Like, okay, you're right, sweetheart. Like, go back maybe to sleep. You need, man. Few, you need a few more hours. Yeah. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and and she said, no. Now it's over the neighbor's house, and it kind of just drifted away. Mm. And I never saw it. I thought, you know, maybe it's airplane, you know, exhaust or something because the little airport's not too far away. And so, close the window, like she asked me to, and we go back to bed. She woke up a few hours later and she goes, man, I feel incredible. Like, I, I just feel better. Like, I don't know what was going on, but I feel good. And um, mm. I now felt terrible. Like, I couldn't even explain it. I was emotional all day. Um, I remember at one point she came home from work. I went to get food for us. And I was just almost feeling like I had, was having, an, like, I'm not an anxious person, mm. but having like an anxiety attack from what it's been described to me. And uh, we were outside on our, our couch talking, and she asked, like, what are you feeling? And I go, I, I feel like a lightning rod. Like, I can't explain it. Like, mm -hmm. there's this energy that's just leaving me really uneasy mm -hmm. and, and just not at peace at all. She walks inside, and I fall asleep on the couch. And I think she left me out there for, like, three hours. She's, I, I just went out. Mm -hmm. And um, I come inside, and she's on our bed you know, scrolling through something in her phone. And, and she just asked me, have you ever heard the name Beelzebub? And I just froze. Uh, I asked her why, right. <laughs> which means yes, right? Yeah. Uh, husband husband uh, translation, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I answer you with a question. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, doing what any good Christian would do. I'm Googling what, uh, what I <laughs> right. saw. And, and she said, Beelzebub, you know, and it said something about Lord of the Flies, but also can manifest or appear as a, as a spider, spider web, just kind of creating chaos. And uh, I said, yes, I've heard that name. And she goes, oh, where? And I go, well, you remember two nights ago or now three days ago when I was in the house uh, praying with the guys on the phone with that family, that was 
the little girl's birth name. Um, and I just remember her jaw dropping and saying like I, I, like, I don't, I knew there was an explanation for whatever I was feeling. Yeah, so, um, man, I want to I just pause there and uh, re really for those of you who are listening or watching, um, you know, I think a lot of times we hear a story like that and I, our first response is probably, what's the other explanation? Like, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's some skepticism and, and, uh, and I, I don't know if you've ever experienced something strange like this, um, whether there's a name for it or a category for it that you have. But um, I would say, Aurelio, that uh, knowing you, working with you, that most days, you're a pretty rational guy, right? I mean, mo well, most yeah, days. Most days, uh, yeah, most yeah. days. Everyone has um, their day. Right. <laughs> but, um, but what was it that um, kind of led you to conclude um, that, this, that there wasn't another explanation? Like that you'd almost exhausted the resources that you had to, to explain like what happened and, and let me just start with the girl and then you can talk about yeah. the same idea as you and your wife experienced the sort of ramifications of that um, is, you know, if you think about the story that you told, this little girl was in their home from day one, mm -hmm. right? So the environment, a solid Christian family, a solid yeah. Christian family. And if I'm not mistaken, when this all was going down, the girl was only like a couple feet. She was still like, Think, young, yeah, three, four. Yeah, three, yeah three. young. And so we're not talking about a long history of, right. of things. But at some <clears throat> point, this family, who I would assume is relatively sane and mm. rational themselves. Very much. Um, you know, that there were enough symptoms that at some point they said, we don't ha we have to, we have to make sense of this somehow. Right, right. And had to go to a category or, or even at least reach out. To, to some pastors right. at a church to, to help with. So, yeah, what was it for you that's like, yeah, this was, this was something else? And, yeah, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the very basic, like considering the source, mm. like the family is a family I trust, mm. I've known, I have sure. history with. It's not the kind of thing that's, this happens every other week. Right. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're working through that, um, that coincidences coincidence is like Beelzebub. That's not a, sure. that's not a common like, Hey, my wife and I are, yeah. you know, Hey, we're going to play Pictionary today. And that's, and just to be clear, yes. she didn't know the kid's name and she had no idea what up. I was doing in the house on the phone. She thought it was just a meeting yeah. for an hour. Good job communicating well with your wife. Like yeah. just how your day goes. And stuff. A lot of money in counseling to make sure that happened that <laughs> way. So, uh, but she could clearly read my mind. So why sure. do I need to communicate? Um, yeah. but it, telepathy she, is another episode. So, yeah. yeah. Oh man. I, I didn't even think what that would lead to. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just the look. And then in my wife, I mean, just being, she's very discerning, mm. very aware. Mm. And for her to start bringing these things up independent of me telling her anything mm. um, was another, to me, just another clear indicator. Mm. Uh, I think the things that happened after, so like get off the phone, call, because uh, <laughs> the first thing she says, so who are you going to call? Mm. Uh, Dan Crowley. So we called Pastor Dan and um, he just said, hey, tell me about the phone call. And then the next thing he said was, you know, very simple. Mm. How's the little girl doing? 
Mm. And I said, I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't even thought about that because mm. we're so freaked out over what we experienced in our own home. Mm. Um, haven't had a chance to reach out. And so called the family mm. and they said it was a night and day difference mm. after we got off the phone. Sure. That just in that three days, she's been warm, she's been loving, she's been engaging to the wow. family. Just a night and day difference. Yeah. And they said, thank you so much for praying with us. Like, you know, how... <laughs> and I'm guessing it's not yeah. their first strategy, right? As no. good loving parents, I'm guessing they had tried some other options. Yeah, right. absolutely. That, that clearly weren't effective right. until this one was, you know? Right. Yeah, and and so they asked you, know, "How's your week been?" And they go, oh, "It's been interesting." <laughs> yeah, and so I shared with them, mm. and I remember the mom getting emotional and saying, "I knew it was something more. Mm. I knew it was something else." Wow. And I remember the sense of like just that overwhelming sense of joy that that we had. That mm. wow, like through that opportunity of just like invoking Christ and God in that situation that we were able to just help a family sure. that had been struggling with something for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I think one other thing that I think about is that um, it's consistent with the God that we believe in as Christians revealed in Jesus Christ that, that he would want to liberate and free right. a little girl who's experiencing uh, darkness and evil um, that, she had nothing to do with. She was born into, um, she, she inherited um, whatever curses, whatever, uh, you know, the, the, the effects, the implications of, of, her, of her biological family's Satan worship, essentially. Um, and w- wouldn't a good God want right. to set a little girl free from that, you know, um, to, to have the kind of compassion, um, and, and not only compassion, but really the, the power and the authority to, to liberate a, a girl like that in the first place. Yeah, one, one thing that I think um, is important because, I mean, my approach, our approach has always been just a, a really a simple one, one that's um, empowering to people um, who are experiencing these kinds of things where, um, where you don't have to be a professional or a priest or, or whatever. There's no formulaic prayer to pray. Because I remember early on, you're like, I, guys, I'm kind of leaning in on you. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, it, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You'll see that it's pretty straightforward. And, and it's very, it's not hocus pocus. It's not <clears throat> Hollywood exorcism with head spinning. Um, it's, it's speaking and declaring uh, the truth of, of God, his, his word, and uh, which really just communicates love, love for this girl, for this family, uh, to bring pre- peace and light into their home. Um, and so... Uh, one thing that I think is important, though, is we've we've talked about um, in this real spirituality series. We're, we're we're touching on this idea that there is a a real war or a battle that's taking place, and and how while there are opposing forces, that they're not equal. And so um, one of the things that we believe is that it's important to um, once you've engaged with the enemy, uh, that you um, you, you kind of finish the process with just a prayer of protection, right? That, that if, if, there's, if some of these things that we're assuming by faith are true, um, that there's this war and, and when the kingdom of God, when that kingdom that is a kingdom of, of it's a good kingdom, it's a kingdom of, of things that are, that are just mm-hmm. and, and things that are true and right and, and peaceful and, 
and all of that, that when that comes, it upsets the darkness. And, um, and if the, when, we, when we gain back that, that territory, if we have a real enemy, he's not going to be happy about that. And so what I just recommend is as you engage um, in, in what some Christians call deliverance or spiritual warfare, um, just to simply say a prayer, uh, God, protect us. Uh, God, we know that and we believe um, that, that we've, we've taken back some territory. Um, but um, to just say, hey, like there's no, there's no space here anymore. Right. Like we've, we're closing the doors to this house. The windows are shut. There's, there's nothing that can enter. of a passage that I think about uh, in, in this context. Luke 11 talks, uh, it tells a story about an, uh, an evil spirit who is dwelling in a house, and that house is really just a metaphor for the human person. So the, the Bible will, will refer to you or to me um, as a house, and, and this evil spirit gets kicked out. Um, and it says that the spirit leaves and, and uh, it goes to find another place to reside. We've talked about how... Um, the, the enemy and, and, and these evil spirits need, a, need something to attach to. Mm-hmm. And so it goes looking for a place and, and doesn't find one. And so he, he, the spirit finds seven spirits stronger than himself, itself, herself. I don't know if they're gendered, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, it comes back with seven others and, uh, and finds the house clean and swept and in order, which is really interesting, right? You think like, oh, like the the... the havoc that this spirit wreaked has been fixed it's it's cleaned up it's good it's but it's not occupied Mm. it's empty and so it's sort of like this vacuum got created and it comes back stronger Uh, it says that 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 person's condition is worse than the first and the principle i believe that jesus is teaching us there is that it's one thing to just sort of get rid of the bad stuff right to clean house um but it's another thing to uh, to fill the house back up with what is good, right, and true with the, the spirit of the living God, the one true spirit um, that brings life. And so, um, so I think that that's um, one of those things that, especially for at the time you were younger in, in your faith, yeah. still a little bit newer and, and learning some of these things. But let me ask you, um, in light of that, what would you have thought of this before you came to faith um, if if you had heard a story like this, what was what would your initial reaction be, and how has this experience changed that? Yeah, it would have. I th- and this might sound kind of kind of crazy, but I almost feel like the experience was needed. Mm. There needed to be that demonstration because this is the path that we're on, the calling that I'm in, mm. and I want to be able to walk with people through this. Mm. But um, yeah, even in my past career. Mm. I dealt with a lot of people saying a lot of different things and I would have heard something like this and completely disregarded it yeah. completely. Yeah. And it was, you know, we were raised Catholic. So that was something that was always very clear. Like you're, you're not messing with spirits or demons. I remember the first time I heard about a Ouija board and my mom was like, that's the devil. Like you, <laughs> you're not messing with that anyway. So there's already a natural fear. Yeah but not because of anything I had experienced, but just because it just didn't feel right. Sure. But if somebody had shared this with me before without maybe absent the experience, like yeah. even at the time hearing, like, are we sure that 
that's what it is, you know, because sure. you hear so much in the news, like, yeah, maybe certain people need to be medicated over things, or maybe there's just something else. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, not something that I would have really yeah. taken as seriously yeah. as like as I would now. I mean, that's something that when somebody can come to you now and go, hey, I'm really experiencing these sure. these things, yeah. it's, it's not something that you wait to take a second look at. You actually engaged sure. then, then and there. Yeah, and I, and I think it's okay <clears throat> for us, by the way, um, to, to look to some of the more natural or physical explanations, um, like even to, to consider those first, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a nightmare from the Lord, I'm not saying that was a demon necessarily. It could right. have been the pizza I ate, right? <laughs> right. which um, I don't. I didn't eat pizza last night, but you get the you get the idea, you know. Um, and and I even I read an article recently, really fascinating article about a, a, a board certified psychiatrist. This is a, a doctor who's who's competent in his field and deals with a lot of mental illness and a lot of other things. And I, I loved how reasonable he was about it. And he he kind of is in this unique category that reminds me of. A bit of our where we're at. This guy happened to also be a Catholic, and so he has the belief structure to kind of support it. Um, but I think it's the kind of position that's that's sort of intriguing and curious because he said, "Man, um, as a board-certified psychiatrist, I have been brought in by the Catholic Church. Now he's been doing this for quite a while, um, and, uh, and to to assess a situation." And basically, what they're asking for me to do is eliminate that this is a medical cause mm-hmm. or condition. And he said, he said, most of the time, it's not demon. It's it's not about demons. It's about something else. Right. But he's not denying the reality. In some cases, that is that's the only category we have left that we can go to. And and um, and I think that that's important to consider. I think because most people want to be able to explain it. Sure. Like, oh, that was the pizza you ate last night. Oh, yeah. you have a, a history of family members with mental illness. Yeah. So that's an easier, that's an easier fix yeah. for us. Yeah. And I think what part of what we're trying to communicate is we do have a category that helps explain things that are un- yep. otherwise unexplainable. Right. Uh, and, and this category is one that sim- simply says that there are um, forces in our world that are unseen, mm-hmm. that are not good, that are uh, really about uh, death and destruction and, uh, and the opposite of what, what our good God has for us. And so, um, yeah, that's good stuff. So, yeah, Pastor Dan, when I called him, one of the first things he asked, well, did you guys pray when you got off the phone? Mm. And I said, no, we were kind of just like, good game. And sure. hung up. And I went right back to the family and about my business. Yeah. And that was, that was a strong point he brought back is, no, you have to seal this in prayer. Mm. You have to remember what you just engaged, mm. what you did. And you have to seal it. Yeah. And and it was like it landed because it, of what we had just experienced. Sure. It was right. like, yeah, that's that's something we need to do. And and now like we've had a couple of experiences like this together, mm. and that's something we start with and end with. Yeah. Is making sure that we pray out yeah. and together before we before we leave. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of of something I, I read recently. Lecrae was responding to to a post, a picture of another artist sort of uh, laying on the ground inside of a, a pentagram. And, and he, he, this line in the <clears throat> caption was just really profound. He said, um, don't play with the devil because the devil will play back. Yep. And I think that oftentimes, um, unknowingly, so many people engage things that they just don't know the, the power and the, um, 
the, the, the dark nature and the potential for things um, that, that, that they're engaging that on the front end, they might not fully even realize right. or they're, they're searching for something or they're lonely or they're needing meaning or they, they know that there's something to reality that is transcendent and they want to tap into that. Um, and just to, just to, as a fair warning, I mean, um, just to, just to be careful with what you're, you're playing with, to be careful what you're engaging, um, because there is a reality that's, that's out there and there's a safe place to engage it. There's a safe way to engage it. And, uh, and that's, uh, with, with the authority and the power of, of Jesus and, uh, and the ability to call on his name and knowing that he's, mm-hmm. he's going to hear us and respond. So, man, I want to thank you for joining us for this conversation, for sharing your story. And if you want to engage with us, if you have any questions or you want to share your own story, man, just feel free to drop that in the comments. And uh, thanks for being with us today.